Welcome to the Untaming Femininity Podcast. I'm Igena Gerasi. And I'm Sam Allen. And we believe that untamed women are real and powerful. Our podcast is all about inspiring curious women like you to speak and live your truth and to express your femininity on your own terms. Tune in for your weekly dose of depth, lightness and heartfelt shares. We have such an inspiring woman as a guest today and she is Terry Creedon who is a certified executive coach, trainer and facilitator. She's the owner of Creedon Coaching and a co-founder of Grounded Parents Group. She's also a certified facilitator of the research of Dr. Brené Brown. She's passionate about helping people embrace slowness in their lives and living and leading with courage. Welcome, Terry. Oh, Terry, I'm so excited to have you on the show today, as I know Megana is too. And I'm actually already taking a bit of a deep breath in because I know you're all about ease and slowing down. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I'm really, I've enjoyed just even the few minutes we've had to, to talk with each other before signing in here. It's already lovely. Thank you. Yes, it's so lovely to have you here. And we're also both very curious, like, how did you come to this concept of slowing down or to this point of slowing down? Yeah, not easily. Not easily is the short answer to that. I even had to like catch my breath a little when Sam says you're all about ease and slowness. And I'm like, oh, actually, I'm really, truly not. And that's how I came to this. I think when somebody's invited to talk on slowness and I've done a lot of research on it, I'm, you know, I'm giving keynote talks and webinars on this. And one would think that is because I am a naturally slow and easeful person and I want to share that with the world. But the opposite is true. The absolute opposite is true. I am naturally fast. I'm naturally busy. I naturally vibrate at a very intense kind of a, a level at times and through most of my life. And I think it was when that came to a head for me, where it was no longer manageable or working for me. It was actually working against everything I really wanted in my life that I was forced to look at a new way of operating. Wow. There's hope for me too, Terry. I'm like, yes, it can happen for me. <laughs> what, what was it that started your journey when you got to that point to embracing this slowing down? Yeah, I was sort of thrust into it at the point where I had had two children, which you know will thr thrust you into a lot of things, right? But I think what happened is up until that point in my life, I could do fast really successfully, right? I was in this mode of achieving and I was in the mode of like growing my career and I was really ambitious and it was working for me because people wanted to work with me, right? They wanted me on their projects. They wanted me on their teams because you know what they say. If you, you want to get something done, you, you ask Terry or a busy person, which I was both, right? So, you know, like I would just knock things out of the park, like doing them fast. And I had colleagues who I worked in the office with back in the day who would 
say to me, Terry, I know when you walk past my desk, because all of the papers kind of go whoosh, like up into a, up in, and then they settle again. And she's like, I don't even have to look up. I know it's you. I'm like, wow. I'm like, I'm like creating a breeze indoors. <laughs> so physically fast, just sort of high achieving, kind of making things happen. And, and I was getting so rewarded for that and it was working. But then when you have two children, it doesn't work anymore. There becomes too much to do to stay on top of it all or to do it all. So it became physically impossible. Um, and then it was, there was a compelling side that was present for me that wasn't present before, which were these beings in my life that wanted me to be present with them and to slow down. And they were asking something of me that my current way of working wouldn't allow. I relate so much to that perfectionist and achiever part. Totally. And it's, it's inspiring. And well, I'm not there at yet point where I have kids, but I think that is like a tipping point, I would guess. Yeah, I don't think it has. For me, it was kids, but it doesn't have to be kids. It can also be this growing sense that people have in their life of like, wow, this is just not okay. I'm so in the doing and so infrequently in the being that something feels unfulfilling to me. Right. For me, I literally had a, a child saying it. Like I remember going down to the playroom one day and they wanted me to play with them. And I got there and started doing exactly what I did in that playroom, which was cleaning up and tidying and running around and picking up, you know, Legos and puzzles and game pieces and sorting them where they need to be. And my son said to me, mom, you know, you're not so much playing as you are doing. He said that to me, he was four at the time. Nothing wiser than the words of children and what an awareness shifter that must have been for you, Terry, at the time. Hugely, hugely. So what came next? What came next was a big bleep storm. <laughs> you know. It's okay. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. You had, you had the fuck it episode. That's what <laughs> That is what came next. A huge shit storm of like, all right, enough is enough. There was just a pull and a call from all areas of my life. So my exhaustion level was one. So a, a, an internal pull, but also this external request from my friends and family and children and husband, you know, who were really starting to vocalize and verbalize to me. We want more of you. We want a different way of you. And I don't know if they knew fully what they were asking for, but I could see that I wanted deeper and more meaningful connections with the people and the things I was doing in my life. I wanted to connect with them. I didn't want to just be doing them. So I set out, this was, it was happening after I had gone through a coach training program. So luckily that, that thrusts you into a, a new way of self-reflection. <laughs> you know of which I speak, right? It's all about that, don't we, Yes. Yeah. So I think I started testing things out, right? So I did some research. I did research on my own. I started asking people questions. I started doing like a, a personal audit, like a presence audit, like asking people around me what their experience was of me when they were with me, what emotions came up for them when they were with me. Like I wanted to know how I was showing up 
I was doing like quick surveys online about people I wanted to know. I was really curious, like, can I slow down? Of course, there was fear. The minute you think I'm going to slow down in my life, there's this fear of what you're letting go of. And am I going to not be successful? And am I not going to be achieving? Am I going to have to have to do things half-assed? I wasn't interested. I wanted, could I slow down and still be successful? So I was reading, I read, read, um, Carl Honoré in Praise of Slowness. This is a book that really helped shift and understand like, okay, I'm not the only one struggling with this. And it started to really resonate with me. And maybe I share with you one of the quick survey, one question survey questions I did and what the results were of that. Yes, please. What I did was I put on Facebook one question. And the question was, please share with me Three words that describe how you feel at the end of your day. And what came back was they said tired, 63% of people listed tired. Wow. I put it into like a word cloud so you could see like what, what words got bigger. The next biggest words were satisfied, accomplished, which were like in the like 20s, followed by happy, relieved, and exhausted. Mm. So you have this combination of tired and exhausted with satisfied and relieved. So for me, I got this sense that like, we're all in this epidemic of fast and busy. And I think the Western world is kind of all swept up in it. And, And what's happening is that we're getting to the end of our days. We're having done a lot, having accomplished a lot. So we feel satisfied with that. But the energy level is near depletion. So I started realizing, ah, you know what? This is not just about time management. This is about energy management to a large extent. Well, I love your investigation process. It feels like you've been on this whole kind of Camino into slowing down and all of this drawing on research. That must have taken some time and effort, Terry. Time and effort and trial and error. And like really just testing out, like setting intentionally out for the day. What if I do this? What if for the next month I start doing this? And so I I started honing in on sort of, for me, there was a a lot of components. It was physical, it was psychological, it was emotional and philosophical. There was so many components to slowing down your life. I'm using scare quotes here, right? That I really kind of then packaged it into what I call three keys to ease, like three things that if I focused on them would start to slow me down. Oh my gosh, I just love the poem in itself. You know, when I read that in your notes, three keys to ease, all sorts of further poetry was coming to mind. And I cannot wait to find out more about this. And I'm sure Megana feels exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. before that, I, I just wanted to acknowledge actually how creative and thorough this process seemed to be. You seem like also you have handled it in a, quote, very perfectionistic way as well. (laughs) Thank you for pointing that out, right? I mean, in in the end, we are true to our our true colors. So this achieving mode, like, can I uh, successfully and perfectionistically find a way to slow it down? (laughs) Exactly. But you're also articulating a lot of fears that I have for this process. So I'm all ears to hear your story. And the three keys to ease. Yeah, yeah, let me tell you what I found. So 
I sum them up, you know, and of course the summary of it sounds easier than doing of it, but I sum them up into uh, space, speed, and mindfulness. And space is just slowing down your life tempo, you know, creating space in your calendar so that you are just doing less, right? The second one is the speed, which is slowing down your physical body so that whatever you're doing, you are physically in movement, in a slower movement with it. And the third one is this mindfulness, which is slowing down your thoughts, keeping your thoughts in the same place as your physical body, because doesn't it have the opportunity to just get stuck ruminating in the past or just run ahead into the future about the next thing that we need to to do. And so those three components are what for me, if I can, if I can, can dig into each of those, I have the best chance of slowing down. Terry, I'm getting super curious around speed because you know me a bit, right? And I feel like I have two speeds. I'm either like full throttle, this eccentric energy is coming through, or I can be really, when I'm out walking in nature or just on my own in solitude, I can go into a very still, quiet place. But where's the middle gear? Like, how did you find anything out about that? How you get in the middle of it? I'm just super curious to know. Yeah, so, so the middle gear... I like the way you describe it as, you know, these different speeds. And for me, it's not a middle, it's a dial, right? It's a spectrum and your excitement energy, that is a full energy of joy and flexibility and embracing all that is and all the possibilities in the world. And that's a very, it is a very high vibrating energy, but it has an excitement to it. I think the energy, I was on the similar end of that spectrum, but it wasn't all about flexibility. It was much more rigid. So it was a high vibration going very, very fast, but it was a warrior energy, right? Versus the the joyful, eccentric energy that I think you so beautifully embrace. I was in warrior mode, which is really efficient and gets a lot of stuff done, but not a place you can connect to people from when you are in warrior energy, right? Just thinking about the embodiment work that you know, our coaching programs both embrace. It's a very forward angled kind of very directional, like an arrow, right? And forward leaning, leaning in. And it is very goal focused. Like your eyes are laser focused on something ahead of you and everything between you and that goal becomes an obstacle right? So that includes the people. So I think that's what was happening to me. I was so focused on the goals, even if it was goals of achieving something in my work or career versus the goals of just getting the playroom cleaned up, right? Like it was a goal and I was, nobody around me could connect because I was in warrior energy. So for me, it was stepping out of that, dialing back. There's a time for that warrior energy. I know I've got it. I've got that nailed. Like I can go there when I need it. Um, but when you're trying to connect with the people and the things in your life, that's not the place to be. I needed to be much more in what we would call the queen energy for your femininity podcast. Like queens don't run down <laughs> the aisle, right? It is, they process, it's a processional. So much more how you are in that solitude forest, Sam, right? Mm-hmm. Your, your pace of walking, you know, tell me about that. How are you there? 
I love the question. I feel like I'm getting a little mini coaching and I know McGenna, you also have another question here. We're getting so curious. Yeah, I mean, just the very thought of that place sounds different in my voice. I know that. It's slower, it's more inward. And you know, the feeling I get is of an open-chested, a wider perspective somehow. Yes. Less influenced by what's coming in and yet more open to the bigger picture. That's it, it's bigger picture. Remember I had said in warrior mode, we're sort of, our eyes are laser focused on a goal, but in that more queen-like posture, the perspective is very, very open. You're sort of scanning the horizon, you're taking it all in and you start noticing things that you were around you, but you didn't notice before when you were in the warrior mode. And so for me, that was connecting. That was the ability to connect with life. So just, so physically I stopped tripping and and dropping things on myself because I wasn't moving so fast all the time. So there was some practical aspects that I noticed. Literally I was injured less, honest to God, but I was noticing people. I was very present. And how do you stay connected to that queen energy? Well, like it comes and goes, right? Like I said, you, I think any one of these energies you don't live in. It's about, we were talking about it before we logged on to the podcast, but it's about having range mm-hmm. and having all of the energies accessible to us because different circumstances call for them. Look, when my kids left the house and they forgot their gym bag, bring the warrior on. Like I can grab that gym bag and dart out the door and catch up to them on their scooter and get it to them. And that's a moment for warrior. But when I come back into the house, do I take the warrior energy off? No, if it's no longer necessary. And I was forgetting to step out of it. So I think for me, it's a call to remember and ask myself consciously, what is the energy that's needed for this task or this moment that I'm in? I love what you say there and I love all of the conscious choice you're bringing in and the fact that we all actually have so many different energies we can access and it's in that slowing down that we get to see what they are and find the best fit for how we want to show up on a certain occasion. Yeah, yeah, you can't be in choice. This slowing down process for me is all about choice and recognizing that I am in choice with it, but when I'm in warrior mode, I'm I'm just not even stopping to think about the choices that I have available to me. Yeah. Yes. And life is, it feels very fast paced, right? And I know a lot of people have this challenge of the fear of missing out on things, mm-hmm. right? I'm missing my hand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious as well about these three keys. Yeah. If they fail, like what to do then? I want to reflect quickly on the part where you said it feels like the world is speeding up. I do fear that the Western world is is caught up in the, what we call the glorification of busy. You know, Mm. when I work this process with my clients very often, it's if somebody's moving fast, it's because they are busy. And if they're busy, they must be hardworking. If they're hardworking, they must be successful. And if they're successful, it means that they're important. Like our very worth is tied up in this. And we put people who are moving fast and and doing a lot of stuff on a pedestal. So it feels very dangerous to to let go of that. Somehow our identity is there. So I just wanted to comment on kind of, we're swimming upstream on, on this one. So this conscious choice, if I can work the first one space, which is, is tough because it's all about 
getting space in my calendar by being very clear on my priorities, setting boundaries, holding those boundaries, saying no. If I can slow down physically and then the mindfulness, if I can be present in the moment with whatever I'm doing, I get to the end of my day and I remember the day that I've had. I've lived that day and I remember it, which is the difference for me. So when these things all fail, like, you know, we only have so much control over the things that come onto our agenda that can go haywire. Things can require us to kind of think ahead all the time. So we pull off, pull ourselves out of mindfulness. So for me, the, the last stronghold is the speed. Like, can I, if I've got a million things to do, can I just do them all a little slower and something amazing happens. Like it's like a time warp you enter where you, you get more done even though you went slower. I don't know how it happens. It's not the research I've done yet, but something happens where you accomplish more or you, at least maybe you just feel like you've accomplished more, but just do it all slower. It feels as well when you are in that space, there is also an element of enjoyment Totally. You're, that's the connection. That's it. Like I'm enjoying my life. I'm not just doing my life. And look, when I give this talk, I, I realize there's a small subset of people who don't resonate with it because they're in a part of their life where their goals are very much about achievement. And they're maybe at a phase of their life where the warrior energy is really helping them get through their studies, get through their, their first early jobs. And, and, and that's okay. My only invitation to them, I'll say it that way, is that they recognize that they're in that warrior energy and that they use it when it's serving them, but don't become habituated to it. Carl Honoré says we, we become velocitized. We have become habituated to moving so fast that becoming coming into our slowness feels very uncomfortable. It's like those the first three days of any holiday where You don't know what to do with yourself. It becomes so uncomfortable to just sit and read a book or to slow down that you start picking fights with the people who are on holiday with you because you just need some anxiety or stress to like spice it up. And yeah, look at what we create when we do come from that place. And, you know, I've been listening to your words, Terry, find you so inspiring. And I'm hypersensitive to voice and to tone of voice and delivery of voice. And just listening to the quality of your voice is just an embodiment of everything you're speaking to. There is a conscious choice in the words you use, in the speed at which you're speaking, and in the tone that you're putting into those words. That just really means you're walking the walk and talking the talk at the same time. And that is something big that I'm taking away on a personal level from your share. Thank you. I really appreciate you reflecting on that and sharing it back with me because Oftentimes I now hear people say, you're so grounded, <laughs> you're so calm, you're so, and to a large extent, I don't always resonate with that because it's not how I knew me to be. And I am working now to actually upgrade my current vision of myself because I have, I have adopted a new way of being and I have to upgrade and, and adopt and own the fact that this is also me now. Love that. And I know you've also founded a Grounded Parents group recently, and we'd love to just hear a little bit more about that. 
Yeah, Grounded Parents Group was co-founded between myself and my my good colleague, Sanella. And we met when we were certifying in the work of Brené Brown. You know, she's all about living courageously and authentically. And while we were on the course, we both went there to train. We thought, oh, we'll use this in our leadership coaching work. But we both then afterwards continued our friendship and started talking about how much we were applying that work to our parenting and our parenting arenas. And for us, you know, like this is, you heard me speak about it. These are, parenting can be some of the hardest challenges people face. It is what compelled me finally to flip the switch and to start looking at a different way of being. So at Grounded Parents Group, we're really focused on the parent. We really don't talk very much about parenting because God knows we've not got that figured out. But what I think we do have to offer parents is this ability to give them a space for self-reflection and self-awareness to look at how they're showing up and align that with the parent they really want to be. Lovely. I hear you also more into embodying this new you and owning it even more. What else is next? You know, there's always something next. And with a slow movement specifically, I've, I've been calling it my slow movement, kind of tongue in cheek, right? Because it's it's got the movement word in it and the embodiment, but it's also like a movement. Like for me, it's not done. Like I've figured these components out, but we all need to join in to help slow the world down so that we can be more at choice and we can be more connected with one another. This is the fast epidemic has sort of made us devalue even the word slow in our very language, right? If things are slow, if the internet's slow, if service is slow, it's like, it's always associated with this negative connotation. And I want to reclaim that like slow is the way to go in certain circumstances, right? If you're looking to connect with people in work. So for me, with my work is to make sure that I am very consciously choosing, gives, this goes to the space component, prioritizing what I want to put out in the world. For me, that's very focused on courageous and authentic leadership, whether that's leaders in organizations or parents, who I think are some of the most important leaders that we have on this planet. And so for me, it's making sure that all the work I choose to do going forward is aligned with that. And that I'm not saying yes to things that are going to take me away from it. I say yes to the movement. Me too. <laughs> Two more recruits. Oh, it's been an amazing conversation and I'm left with so much. And just this lovely sense of the gentleness and conviction combined in you. And I think it's such a, a beautiful combination in your energy. And we do have a little parting gift for you, Terry, before departing from the conversation, which is known as our wildfire round. So are you up for this? Okay, I, let me get, hold on, wildfire. It sounds like I need a little bit more, a little bit more warrior energy. So let me yeah. dial that up a little bit. And now that I sense McGinna is a, um, it is a little bit more naturally in tuned with that energy. I'm going to prepare myself. That's how it works. You have two choices. You just go for one or the other, just spontaneous. Okay. Roller coaster or carousel? Carousel. Oh. Peace or passion? Oh, 
question. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's a tough one. <laughs> I'm happy you said passion. Ben and Jerry's or fresh fruit salad? Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> <laughs> that was an easy one. <laughs> I did have a bit of a feeling there. Facebook or Instagram? Instagram. Ah, I didn't know you were an Instagal, Terry. Yeah, well, I wasn't, but Grounded Parents Group is is really, it's a, I feel like it's a much more connecting place. It's all about reaching out and it's got visual to it. It's, I feel a little bit more heart there and I get a little lost in, in Facebook. The Dalai Lama or Daniel Craig? Dalai Lama. Love it. See, we weren't too cruel. No, no. You, you weren't, but you know? I'm kind of confused by the Daniel Craig. I'm like, I mean, okay, I get the draw, but compared to the Dalai Lama in my book, nothing holds a candle. <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you very much, Terry. It has really been inspirational. Personally, I learned so much because it spoke to my heart and I take it very much to heart, everything you said. And I'm really looking forward to this movement. Thank you, Regina. Thank you, Sam. It's been lovely. Thank you for listening to the Untaming Femininity podcast. Join our inspiring tribe of women on Facebook to experience a deeper connection with yourself and to feel the empowerment of female solidarity. Tune in next Sunday for your weekly dose of depth, lightness and heartfelt shares.